for go-getters and just going to betters. It's the pre-W Smith Show with Jeff Sloan on 760 WJR. All right, welcome back. Of course, Mark and Kristen joining me and uh, rolling right along here on a Thursday morning, May 4th. Now, listen, guys, uh, the Tigers got a nice doubleheader yesterday, Mark. How about that, right? New York Mets back in town with uh, some familiar faces. Yeah, beautiful. Now all we need is a little warm weather, huh? Then it really makes the ballpark experience just the way it should be. But winning a doubleheader, that's a cool thing. We'll take it, right? Yeah. Max Scherzer back in town with Justin Verlander. That was cool to see them. And uh, Max Scherzer pitched the second game, and they knocked him out early. They won 8-1. to one. Uh, First game, they beat him 6-5, to five, and... Eric Hasse had uh, five RBIs in that game. So, wow. Tigers are plugging away here and uh, four games back of the Twins. So, hang that, in there, that, guys. That's really amazing. Do you have to know offhand, Mark? Just curious what the record is right now. I'm not sure, offhand? but they are four games back. Yeah, four games back. I mean, not that we really came into the season expecting that, you know, we'd really be able to make a play, make a run this year, but uh, four games back is striking distance. Doesn't take that much to. To close that gap, I mean, of course, it's very early in the season. Don't want to get overly optimistic or anything. I still don't think we're going to have the kind of season that's going to lead to a lot of postseason play. But right, it's just good to see us competing, right? That feels good. Oh, it does. And they yeah. got another game today. Uh, they close out the series against the Mets at one ten p.m. at Comerica Park. Beautiful. All right, hopefully we'll get some nicer weather for that. We should. Improving weather picture. Uh, we should get some better weather. All right. Listen, guys, we, we, you know, we could cover it every show, all show long, every day. That is the subject of how artificial intelligence is impacting our lives. We've covered it. You know, we try to keep it to once a week or so, but it's so interesting, dynamic, broad and deep, impacting our lives in every way from business to our personal lives. And one of the ways that AI is emerging as a really utilitarian uh, technology driving change in our lives isn't just technology that you might use on your mobile phone or on your laptop, say, for example, but it's playing out in other ways, too. Kind of lost a little bit of sight on this, but here it comes. Don't look now. Robots. Robots entering our lives in many ways and making a, you know, a really serious change in various ways. Robots are, of course, dependent on artificial intelligence to make them do their job, whatever that may be, whatever they're assigned to do. And the better artificial intelligence gets, the better and more real and more capable these robots are becoming. One way that you can see that playing out is that robots are actually starting to replace some waiters and waitresses in restaurants. As AI technology improves, these robots are able to do the kinds of things like show you your table like a host or hostess would otherwise do, take your order, deliver the order to the kitchen, pick up the food order, bring it back to your table, et cetera, et cetera. Does this sound like the stuff of the Jetsons or? I was just going to say, Rosie is finally having her time in the sun here. Rosie, the maid from the Jetsons. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> it's happening. It is yeah. literally happening. You know, and one of the interesting things, there was a uh, AP article on the subject of it actually happening. And one of the interesting things is that a Madison Heights, Michigan restaurant is part of part of the early wave of making that happen. In That's right. Noodletopia. Yeah. That's right. Tell us. 
Yeah, no, you're right. I was actually just going to point that out. There was somebody in our backyard in Madison Heights, Noodletopia. They actually, starting in 21, they have slowly brought in robots to their restaurant. They have one that, you know, leads the diners to their seats. They are able to deliver the bowls of noodles to the table, you know, and Employees can still, you know, kind of collect dishes from the tables. Employees still have the opportunity to collect the orders and mingle with the customers. And they're they're actually, you know, using their customer service skills instead of just task-oriented things where the robots can actually step in and do the task-specific things. You know, my question is, how cost-effective is this, though, Jeff? Well, well, you know, this. Uh, so this is Lee Jai, who owns this Noodletopia in Madison Heights, and he, um, he says that it now only takes three people in one of his restaurants to do the same volume of business that required five or six people in order to make it go prior to him getting these robots. And I want to point out, he actually went out and purchased these robots. These robots, by the way, are at about $15,000 each. But he purchased them during kind of the, uh, just after the pandemic, maybe still kind of in the pandemic when, you, if you recall, we were covering lots of stories about restaurants not being able to get help. Yeah. So rather than shutting down or cutting back significantly and curbing the ability for his business to operate, let alone to grow, he went out and T- tried one robot at $15,000 per restaurant. Uh, this is $15,000 to buy the robot. And and it and as I say, it cut the people back from five or six to three. So he said each person costs him around five to $6,000 per month. You ask about the economics of this. If he cuts back three people, and let's just say they co- take the low, they cost him 5000 a month. He makes it up in one month. Yeah, and I, I would I would suppose it's also kind of a lure for customers to come in, right? I mean, word gets out, hey, have you been to Noodletopia? <laughs> right. I got served right. by a robot yesterday. So I would imagine business is increasing because, you know, it's, it's exciting, it's interesting. You know, but there's also going to be some challenges with having a robot. I mean, sometimes they can't navigate around things if they're delivering, you know, if it's one of those really tight, small restaurants. Listen, that one thing you can be sure of, all of that is going to change right before our eyes. Yeah, Technology that's is right. improving at breakneck. They're going to figure it out. It's improving yeah. at breakneck speed. Yeah. And so, so those, you're right. Right now, Kristen, there are still some issues. There are. It's still not perfect. But let me tell you, there's also issues with employees. I hate to yeah. say it. Yeah, no, you're Different right. Different kinds of issues, but yeah. Yep. And they're not the only ones. I mean, there's, I mean, I think I read there's like thousands of robots now in restaurants and chain restaurants around the world. You know, right. China, Asian, yep. Asian restaurants are very much into, uh, you know, employing robots. So I think I might go to Madison Heights this weekend, actually. See? The novelty, mm-hmm. right? It's interesting. Yeah. to inter- It would be so interesting. Your kids would love it. Right? Yeah, oh, totally. A little robot yeah. comes up to the table, asks for your order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they look, they look. I guess I could say him or her in the eye. Yeah. Uh, whatever the robot is and and, uh, and and place their order. That's fun. Well, listen, I've got Ann Thomas standing by. Where in the world is Ann Thomas this morning on your Pure Michigan tour? Ann, good morning. Good morning, Jeff and Kristen and Mark. I kind of feel like a robot this morning, too. We are at the Bay County Historical Museum in beautiful Bay City, 
and uh, it looks like it's going to be a great morning, and we are good to go. This museum looks really cool. I knew nothing about it, so we're going to kind of learn together here on the Paul W. Smith Show. Paul's here. Sean's here. The team is ready to go. Beautiful. You know, we love the Pure Michigan tour you guys are doing. It's so cool to hear from you from the different locations, kind of uh, experience it vicariously through you guys at your various stops. And, of course, we also love the fact you're highlighting the great spots in the state, in the great state of Michigan. Really cool. We love it. Looking forward to the show ahead. Stick with us, everybody. Paul W. next on his Paul and his Pure Michigan tour coming up next right here.